Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello there. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Later on in the show, we'll get to your questions and comments in You Said It. But now let's get to the news. Oh boy, things are going from bad to worse for PSA, the parent company of Peugeot Citroën. As we reported yesterday, sales dropped 18% last month in Europe. In the first half of the year, it posted an operating loss of $680 million dollars And now Bloomberg reports that PSA is considering selling a stake in the company to its Chinese partner, Dong Feng. The sale could even lead to the Peugeot family losing control of the company. Talk about desperate times. This sure makes me wonder what they're thinking over at General Motors, which sunk $400 million into Peugeot to jointly develop new cars. I bet they never dreamed they might end up sharing that product development with Dong Fang. Air pollution is a huge problem in China, but the government will not rely on hybrids to clean it up. China just renewed subsidies for alternatively powered vehicles, but not for hybrids. The government will provide up to $9,800 for the purchase of a passenger EV and up to $81,000 for an electric bus. And for the first time, China will provide subsidies for fuel cell cars. The EV subsidies will be lowered next year and the year after that to try and get automakers to reduce costs. Gasoline prices in Europe are nearly $8 a gallon, yet liquid propane, or what they call auto gas, is half that price. That's why Kia is coming out with a bi-fuel version of the Picanto that can run on auto gas or gasoline. Usually it costs four dollars to $5,000 to convert a car like that to run on propane, but Kia is only charging about $1,400 for the conversion. That means the payback comes in less than two years. Europe has quite a few gas stations that sell auto gas, so it's readily available. And I'll be keeping a close eye on sales of the LPG Picanto to see how those sales go. Well, it looks as though the conventionally naturally aspirated engine may be going the way of the 8-track and VHS. Volkswagen said it will only offer turbocharged gasoline and diesel engines within the next three to four years. The German automaker only has three remaining naturally aspirated engines and sees the turbo units as a way to increase power and efficiency. Ford also says it could drop naturally aspirated engines in the future, but most likely for engines with two liters of displacement or less. Car sharing membership has grown dramatically over the last five years to 2.3 million users, but that could shoot up nearly sixfold. According to Navigant Research, car sharing membership will increase to over 12 million users worldwide by 2020. Car sharing provides drivers access to a wide range of vehicles on an hourly or daily basis and is far cheaper than owning a car. But OnStar claims that for every vehicle used in a car sharing program, 13 other cars come off the road. So if it truly becomes popular, car sharing could pose a real threat to the automotive industry. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. 
Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. XA351GT wants to know, why do small cars like the Fit, Yaris, Spark, and Smart not get over 50 MPG? The Geo Metro and CRX were pushing nearly or getting 50 MPG back in the 80s. Until these cars start getting near that, I'm not impressed, especially with 25 years worth of tech on their side. XA, today's small cars are far heavier than they were 25 years ago because of safety standards. And they are significantly safer. They also meet stricter emission standards. If you would bring those old subcompact cars up to today's standards, they'd get far worse fuel economy. WineGeek watched our reports on how transmission dipsticks are disappearing. No dipstick in the transmission, he says? What a joke. I had a Saturn view that had a sealed for life transmission. Well, the transmission failed after 90,000 miles and the dealer said GM was replacing them under an extended warranty due to the inability to check the fluid. But Mike goes on to say, apparently there is data that most customers not only do not know where the dipsticks are, but never use them anyway. The dipstick might not cost much, but then if it is not used, it doesn't do much either. Well, to me, the dipstick is like having a small insurance policy. You hope you never need it, but you're so glad you've got it when you do need it. Mike heard our report that Ford's going to introduce 25 new models in the next five years, up from the 15 models it announced only a year ago. I'm glad to hear that Ford Europe is going to design 25 new vehicles. Do we really need 25 new vehicles? How many niches are there? Is there some, something fundamentally unsound about a product like the Focus that needs a new clean sheet approach? What leaps of technology are there out there that need this much new design work? Mike, it's my observation that the car companies with the newest products are the ones that gain the most market share, and you're definitely going to see big technological developments in the next few years in lightweighting and aerodynamics that will necessitate clean sheet designs. Also, Ford's going to start selling the Mustang, maybe even the Explorer in Europe, which will get it into new segments. And when it says 25 new models, don't forget, it's also referring to commercial vehicles, not just passenger cars. A. Bellis has something to say about our most recent poll where we ask your opinion on whether Tesla should be able to sell cars in the U.S. in its own stores or go through the dealer franchise network like every other automaker has to. I believe that a manufacturer has the right to sell their products through a franchise system or not. Well, that's not what the law says. Existing manufacturers have to sell their cars through the franchise system. Now, it's the courts that will decide if a startup company like Tesla can circumvent the franchise law. What do you think? Go to the AutoLine Daily section of our website and check out yesterday's show so you can vote in this poll. So far, the results show that most of you support Tesla. We'll have a full report tomorrow. And finally, Doc Wolf wants to know, is the Volt and Ampera's pricing in the EU a function of European taxes and tariffs or some Nimrod bean counters thinking? This kind of price disparity is grossly unacceptable, especially when Nissan can sell their Leaf for literally half the price. Doc, 
It is tariffs, value-added taxes, shipping rates, but it's mostly the mistaken belief at General Motors that they need to price this car to make a profit. They need to do what Nissan is doing and lose money on every leaf, he said with his tongue in his cheek. Now, seriously, Nissan recognizes it has to price its EVs to sell, and it prays that at some point in the future, sales pick up enough to make a business case for these cars. Say, thanks for all your comments and questions. We truly like going through them all. But anyway, that brings us to the end of today's report. Thanks for watching. Please join us again here tomorrow.